Penguins Collective Podcast is brought to you by Third Assist Hockey Company. Third Assist celebrates hockey at its roots, whether it's designing one-of-a-kind vintage and outdoor hockey gloves, or whether they're handcrafting custom wood hockey sticks, they're celebrating the history of the game we all love. TPC is the only media outlet with Third Assist discounts, so go over to thirdassist.com and use code TPC15 for 15% off of any gift for yourself or for your family this hockey season. Remember, use code TPC15 for 15% off. Hello and welcome to the Penguins Collective Podcast. My name is Louie. My name is Josh. And we are two brothers who love to debate about sports. Especially the Pittsburgh Penguins. The Penguins suck and we lost to the Capitals in a shootout. Let's get after it. All right, all right. The Penguins lost to the Capitals. Three to two in a shootout, and we have a special guest. A uh, actually, Josh, our very first returned guest. So this is our second time on the show, ladies and gentlemen. The CEO of Third Assist, and sadly, a Capitals fan, Christopher Devore. I was going to clap, but I can't. I can't clap on this. But anyway, welcome to the show, Chris. (laughs) <laughs> Thank you for having me. Hey, honored to be the uh, first return guest. And for me, better circumstances this time, at least. So, uh, but, you know, we're one and one, one and one. And we'll we'll be yeah. chatting more on that. Did huh? we win? That's yeah, we, I guess. We oh, did yeah. Us. You guys took the first one handedly. Okay, I guess I'll take that. That's good. All yeah. right. You know, I'll bring some bright news to start this, you know. Yeah, there you go. Make us feel a little bit better. But, well, well all right. Since, since. You're, you, you brought some light to this episode. How did you feel that the – well, what do you think of the game overall? How do you th- feel the Caps did tonight? Overall, I thought it was a pretty competitive game. I mean, there weren't – when we were uh, kind of conversing earlier that we were going back and forth uh, at, at the beginning, maybe not a heck of a lot of high-danger scoring chances, but it was back and forth. And the Caps commentators watching the Caps side of the house – talked about caps had the first penguins had the second and then mm-hmm. the third and overtime was pretty evenly split so i would i would agree with that overall all right josh what did you think of the game tonight uh in my sickness voice and just bear with me tonight everyone um i thought that the penguins did okay they i thought they matched the capitals pretty well in terms of energy and performance for most of the game. Um, uh, We were kind of talking about it, how there was like a a stretch there where Capitals went on a little, uh, you know, rush three on two or three on three. And then literally right around it back, Penguins went on their own little rush. And Mm -hmm. I kind of felt like it was opposite tonight where Every time, you know, before the Penguins would score and then they would allow their opponent to score like super quick. It was opposite tonight where it was like 
the Capitals scored and then the Penguins were able to answer. And I thought that was a, a good indication of where where the Penguins are at playing wise because they haven't been able to do that. I feel lately that every time that they allowed a goal, they kind of just, you know, they let that just build. And it turned into two goals, turned into three goals. This time I felt like they just, they countered it. They were able to balance it out. So one goal equaled one goal and then so forth. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I thought just because the score was low, I just felt like both teams did not play well. I think it was a very boring game was my first reaction until the third period. So, like, I know Chris said the commentators on the Washington side said that it was like the first period was the Caps, second period was the Pens, and then it was kind of even in the third and then overtime. I kind of feel like Pens did not win any period tonight. Even though I felt like if you had to like say box like do a box score, I think it would be caps, 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 and then obviously caps won in overtime. So I feel like cool, we held our own, but we didn't like I don't but know. what is that what is that worth? Because I was upset with last game. You know, we fought so hard against Florida to win in overtime. And yay, people score that we like, but I didn't feel like we deserved the win because we were so bad. And I felt like the same way today. Yay, we went into overtime again, but we didn't play well. So should we deserve this one point? It's not even worth it if we just end up losing in the shootout. So that's how I feel. I don't know. I, I I completely disagree. I think we played well in the second, and I think we played well in overtime. I think, honestly, we had, what, like three, four scoring chances in overtime? I felt like we had the puck the entire time. I, I mean, we took a penalty. That wasn't a penalty, by the way. That sure. was an absolute yeah. dive. Yeah, I like Chris's so, opinion on that. Yeah, I know. How are you feeling about Oshie and his acting skills tonight? I mean, I'm worried about his knees. I think that was quite the uh, abrasive contact for... Uh, I'm just worried about his joints because that was yeah. such a risky and dangerous play on Malkin's behalf, you know? Yeah. No, no, yeah, that was that was totally him just trying to jump around him and he didn't land on his feet. So I think power play out of it. I mean, yeah, of course you're going to take the power play, but I'm pretty sure, like, Oshi was surprised that was a call. Yeah, I mean, well, no, something I, I do admire about Oshie is that he does get up pretty quick. Um, but he, the fact, when you see a player laying on their belly, it's going to get the officials' attention. You know what I well, mean? Well, now when like, Crosby got ca- punched in the mouth later in the overtime, just saying. <laughs> just saying. But in, in the Capitals' house, with their player laying on his yeah. belly, there would have been an uproar if that wasn't called. But it was not, I mean, yeah, I'll admit that. That wasn't the right call. He was just trying to jump around him and he didn't land. That's kind yeah. of exactly what the Penguins broadcast said. Was right. that if they if they didn't call that and the Penguins went down the ice and scored, that would be the all that is talked about for that game. Which you know what? Don't care. <laughs> Don't care. Boohoo. Anyway, let's Josh. Hey, let's talk about some scoring, shall we? Sure. All right. So 
Once again, the Penguins lose in overtime, 3-2 to two to Washington. First period, exactly six minutes into the period, you got Alex Ovechkin scoring a power play goal assisted by Kuznetsov and Orlov. Once again, wide open on the power play. Same place, hash marks. He, he literally just looked like just a, just a guy just standing there waiting for a pass, got ratty. Just, he, uh, he's, a, he's a cherry picker. He's a cherry picker in basketball that everyone hates. Just hangs out at the uh, the half court line, doesn't play any defense, yeah, and then just calls for the ball every time there's a rebound. That's right. And then he just snipped it. I mean, sniped it. And uh, then uh, he got the power play goal going into the second period. Uh, two minutes and 37 seconds. We tied the game. Danton Heinen scores, assisted by Drew O'Connor. And Brian Dumoulin, who uh, decided to start playing uh, hockey today. Uh, and that'll do it for and the second. Up. He almost scored in overtime. So if he did score and end it, I was thinking about taking him off the official trade block. Um, now, do you call that shot attempt an actual shot attempt? I don't know. It wasn't a shot attempt, but he could have almost scored. That's not what I was saying. Anyway, going into third, 1-1. Marcus uh, Johansson, he scores five minutes, 17 seconds in, uh, assisted by Backstrom and Milano. And then in 12 minutes and 52 seconds, Brian Rust, um, he shoots and scores by Jake Gensel and Sidney Crosby going into overtime. Whole lot of nothing in overtime. A lot of action. There was a penalty taken we just discussed. Um, and then went into shootout and... Uh, Nicholas Backstrom, he kind of got the goal of Kenny Malkin decided to do a slap shot and it goes wide. I don't know why he would do that on a game uh, ending shootout, but he shoots it wide. Caps get the win, 3-2. And that'll do it this one. This was just a sucky game overall, very boring game. And that'll do it for the TPC Quick Game Recap. All right, guys, so this time we'll not be doing a three on three, but I just want to do a little bit of a uh, deeper dive into Chris and his Capitals fandom. Uh, as you all know from our previous episode with Chris, he is the CEO and founder of Third Assist Hockey Company. Uh, but now we'll just uh, get a little bit more detail about his his love and admiration of the the ever hated Washington Capitals. So Chris, uh, why don't you kind of take us back? Like, where did this this love for the Capitals start? And my follow up, if you wouldn't mind, is who would you say is your favorite all time Capitals player? I appreciate the intro again there. You guys actually find this funny saying the ever hated uh, <laughs> today on the broadcast before the broadcast was on. And again, this is on the Capitals broadcast. They said, is it the Penguins Caps rivalry? Is that still the main rivalry? And before the game, it said like 66, 65 percent said yes. And that other 35 percent was like, no, probably not. And then after we won the game, it was like 90, 10. They're like, hey, yeah, this is definitely the rivalry. <laughs> Yes. So, ever, ever hated, of course. Uh, in terms, yeah, in terms of my background with uh, being a Caps fan, so 
I think I might have mentioned on the last call that I grew up in Alaska. And my mom was from the D.C. area. My dad was from Alaska. They met down in the D.C. area. Um, And so my dad became a Caps fan. My mom grew up again in that area. And so I became a Caps fan during their 98 run. So they made it to the, uh, they lost in four to the Detroit Red Wings. But my dad was all excited because they were finally moving up the rankings and finally getting through the playoffs. So he would get me out of school early in Alaska, which is four hours behind. He'd get me out of school early so we could go watch the Caps games at like a restaurant or whatever. So that plays well into the answer to the second question. My favorite all-times Caps player is Peter Bondra. Oh, nice. So I was always the number 12 growing up and a fun little side story, even though you didn't ask for it, is that I was once, I was working at a golf course and I was out there and someone's like, oh yeah, there's some caps out there, some former players. And just was like, oh, that's sweet. Like they knew, everyone there knew I was a hockey player. And I went and I was, I was like a cart boy. I was a starter, that sort of thing. And Peter Bondra comes and walks up to me and he's like, I understand that you're a big caps fan. And he gave me all this signed stuff. And like, I'd never met him before yet. Wow. Anything like that. And he had in me like signed t-shirt, signed, signed magazine, signed card. I'm like, what a cool dude. So still Peter Bondra. And oh, that was cool. That all happened like he was already your your favorite player. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. And I didn't know nice. I didn't know who he was golfing with. I heard like people thought certain people were out on the course and of course I'd been working a couple hours at that point. But yeah, I was just there like kind of like the starter near all the golf carts and whatnot and he just walked up and he's like some of the guys told me you're a Caps fan and I was just like, "Wow, mind blown, you know, with that being your favorite player." That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah, that was a fun one. Yeah, so speaking of your favorite player, you obviously have been watching the Caps for a long time, maybe not too much success until recently with the Stanley Cup. What has been your favorite moment as a Caps fan? Maybe it's the Cup, maybe it's something else. We'd love to hear it. So I was just thinking about this one. 2017, I believe it was game six. And I heard, Benino, 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 Benino. Yeah. I I just still dream about it to this day. I don't know whether it's a dream or a nightmare, but (laughs) you don't forget those moments. You know what I mean? Yeah. (laughs) So that's your favorite is the Penguins beating them to go win a back-to-back Stanley Cup. Awesome. Literally. That's my favorite too. (laughs) The seventh year in a row they go out. Like it was, oh man. I hit a point as a Cavs fan where, I mean, my expectations of like the late, like 09, 010, 11, where I'm like, man, this is one of the best teams there is. Like we would win President's Cup trophies. Expectations were so high and it dropped. And it hit to the point when we got to 2018 and like those seasons where I'm like, if it happens, it happens. Like at some point, every team is going to be good. It's There's so much parity in the NHL. Like mm-hmm. they'll pull through eventually, but I'm not getting my hopes up. And that year, I hate to say it, like I – had trouble believing. I was like, they got through the first round. Cool. Now it's the Penguins. Let's let's see what happens. Like, we know how this goes. They beat the Penguins, yeah. and that was when I finally had a little bit of hope. I'm like, this is a different, this is weird. This is this not this isn't the pattern of the last decade. And then the Lightning were killing it that year, and we somehow beat them and went on to win it. So yeah, it's gotta be that. I was up in Maine at the time and I uh 
I flew back for the parade over the course of like, I flew back for like 36 hours just to go to the parade and uh, just do that. Cause again, been watching them for like 25 years. So it's gotta be the cup. That's, that's right. pretty sick. Now, honestly, that was actually one thing I kind of forgot about the Capitals when you were mentioning like that 2010 to 2012 run where they were, they were very good back then. Winning those president trophies and that's when like Ovechkin was, I mean, still kind of dominant right now, but just dominating scoring. Oh, so, they yeah, won the president's would... trophy when we won the cup in 16. Oh, I don't remember oh. that. Yeah. But yeah. So I the cats, about the cats were good. Um, they have been good. It's just that the penguins were always not I'm not saying this to be like, oh haha, but the penguins were just better. Um, because they eventually just won the cup both years. And then in eighteen, we had a good team in eighteen. Um, and it that series was really back and forth between the pens and the caps. It was literally like, you know, I think everyone knew whoever was going to come out of this series was going to win the cup. So it like was the Metro for a while. Like the Metro yeah, was so yeah. strong. Basically, yeah. you knew some of the best teams were meeting in the second round. Yeah. No, I agree with that. That's why I always say Connor McDavid wouldn't last in the, the Metro. Like, not last, but he wouldn't be as dominant as he is over, you know, over where he's at if he was in the Metropolitan. Because these teams are harder. These teams, the Caps, the Pens, the Hurricanes, the, the Rangers, the Flyers, he wouldn't be skating around. He would learn his lesson after his first couple games against... Like, if he was on the Penguins and he was that fast, the, the, the Flyers, the Caps, the Rangers, they would put him down. They would take him down as hard as they can. So, I don't know. I don't think he would last. I think the Metropolitan's a very hard division. Yep, wouldn't be an episode without Louie throwing some shade on Connor McDavid. <laughs> he is in the I'm with you. He's in the Pacific, but he still dances around the Caps. He still dances around plenty of sure. the teams. But you're right. Maybe playing okay. him more often, they might learn. They might learn. Well, because if there's a little more rivalry, like it's the same thing with Sid, right? So they've built that tension between him and Ovi, and it's always oh, every time he touched the puck tonight, everyone boot. It, it's sure. like that's that's a whole different atmosphere that Conor McDavid hasn't experienced. Um, I mean, I know people boom, I I will do it, but my my thing is, it's just that it's these these rivalries. I don't know, like over in the Central with like the the Alberta, the Battle of Alberta, that has got nothing on a a a, a second round playoff uh, run between the Cats and the Pens. I've never seen anything like it in the last five years. So, I really want to get your counterparts from Calgary and Edmonton on one of these podcasts to have this conversation. Sure. Yeah. I would love to have them on because, listen, absolutely. Oh, please. Oh, yeah. They throw some punches here and there. Please, whatever. Get out. You know, Penguins got to worry about the, the, the Capitals, the Flyers, and the Rangers. Like, you guys only got one rivalry. We got three. So, like, Come on. That uh, actually, you make a good point there. I think, again, speaking to the parody, like they are all competitive teams. Like, I, I mean, I don't know. You know better than I do in terms of like 
sure caps penguins is a thing as of the last 20 i mean it's they've been going back further than 20 years but really from sid and ovi but like philly's always been a big one for you guys too yeah and then then you're right the rangers so there's yeah there's a couple series that are all going to be tough and gritty not only the rangers but we've we've played the the blue jackets and we've had some issues with the blue jackets so it and we've had some heated games with the blue jackets um and islanders so i'm trying to think i'm like they say oh we have the battle of alberta we have the battle of the metropolitan we have the battle of the whole eastern conference because i was gonna say uh, it's a different division but even the bruins bruins is a tough game yeah um yeah actually like the winter classic was a tame game but as soon as we played before that there was some there was what marchand's always going after our goal i mean he does that with everyone but when it's the penguin it's, it's just the whole eastern conference is 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 a it's a whole battle in itself every single time so that's why i think it's a little different from the western conference over there they got a little easier with a little bit of less competition i believe but you make a good point I, I i you can write off a lot of pacific teams whereas you couldn't do that maybe a decade ago as i feel like you're right right sure. now you can, you can write off some of those pacific teams and yeah it's not nearly as competitive as it is here in the metro that's right that's all i'm saying yeah, no one uh, no one been no one be writing us a mean email saying how we're mean to Connor mcdavid we're just saying he wouldn't last in the metro that's all i'm saying <laughs> And I wouldn't say we, it's just you. It's just, <laughs> just, saying, just saying these things. I'm saying, hey, listen, I think I think he wouldn't be scoring as much if he had to face more Metropolitan teams. That's all I'm saying. Okay. okay. I'm not saying he's not good. I'm just saying he wouldn't be producing as much. That's all. All right. I, mean, I, I think fair. Eller would get 50 goals a season if he was playing against the Ducks every other game. Just... What was that? Say that again? I said, I think Eller would be getting 50 goals a season if he was playing against the Ducks every other game. Yeah, that's true. I think Brian Dumoulin would get at least 20 <laughs> goals a season if he was playing the Ducks every single game, too. Um, so I have one final question before we wrap up. Bit of, bit of a hot take question, all right? So we all know the wheels versus the doors controversy that swept the nation. But I got another one for you. Josh, Chris, you've never heard this. Would you rather, for a year, live in a submarine or live in space? But you got to give a reason why. Chris, I'm going to let you go first on this one. It's like the same thing, but I guess I got to say space. What do you mean it's the same thing? You're in a confined, tiny space. You're eating. Maybe you get better food in a submarine, but you get you're in space. You're eating space food. But at least you have a view in space, whereas in a submarine, you can't look outside. I mean, yeah, wait, that's not true. Can't you have that little thing that pops up and you can look around? Like the porthole? Like, like, yeah, yeah, come on. I mean, if I, is, is it the submarine surfacing all the time? Because then I'm cool with it, maybe. You know, that changes. Maybe. Josh? <laughs> That's true. I think we need some parameters, some further details here. Okay, ask ask your questions. So, like, is the submarine resurfacing at all? Yes, but you don't get out. Okay. Is this a leisure submarine or more of like a A warship? You got it. Yeah, like you're you're not working hard. 
Like it's just like you're just along for the ride in the So summer. essentially a vacation. A, rather vacation in a submarine for a year or vacation in a, in a in a spaceship for a year. Sure. Okay, now the spaceship. Question on the spaceship. <laughs> sure. Does it get to fly around or is it stationary? Well, nothing stationary in space, Josh. I thought you would know that. Um, well, obviously, but, I know that, but I mean, like, would I be able to turn on the engine and, and let's just say fly to Venus if I wanted to? <laughs> um, sure. Okay, so I'm choosing space because of that reason. <laughs> okay, so you're I like, will travel. Now, I will now not only be up in space for a year, but I'm going to try and find life outside oh. of Earth. Oh, wow. I'm going to I'm going to be a self-claimed astronaut. Okay. Okay. Chris, do you have any questions about the parameters of this? I'd like to submit my resume to the space mission. Okay. No, I was already sold on space. Like, I mean, really really for my ego, I'd rather be an astronaut. How many people are astronauts? That's right. You know, like I feel like a couple hundred. (laughs) Yeah. A lot. Yes. Couple hundred astronauts. Okay, like, I feel like it's it's not as like rock and roll as it used to be, where it was like there was only four people. Now it's like there's like a, hundreds of them, but only a few get selected. You know. Oh. I feel like there's a lot more astronauts than there used to be, but I'm gonna disagree with you. No shock there, but I'm on Earth. I'm gonna stay here. I don't want to go any complications up there because, listen, like I said, you could surface. Easier rescue mission in a submarine than uh, than space. I was told this was a vacation, not rescue yeah. missions. Yeah, now I'm so now concerned. You know? I said it's a, <laughs> Why do I need to be rescued? <laughs> I said it's a, you don't have to do anything. You're just along for the ride. But some things can go wrong. Sure. And some right. things can go wrong in a submarine. Now, here's my question. Okay? You're right, Josh. So, so you ready? You ready for this? Okay. Okay. So you're in a submarine. Okay. Yep, in there. And it starts flooding. Okay. We could resurface though, and then I'm fine. Are you fine though? Well, how much? You're not allowed to leave. That you're not allowed to leave the submarine. You're right. <laughs> okay. Let me ask you this, Josh. <laughs> yeah. What's gonna happen with the you're- spaceship? Josh, a lot of astronauts have died. That's a dumb question. <laughs> what is that? We can ask a lot of astronauts who aren't home right now because of complications up in space. I don't know if it's about complications up in space. It's complications with takeoff. Okay. Just saying. Okay. Wonder if it gets too cold up there. Wonder if you die of freezing. Or wonder if I'll there's... I'll closer to the sun. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. All right. the, uh, you're very wrong. I don't think you know how the sun works there up there a little bit. But I get right next to it. But I mean, split the difference between Earth and Mars, you know? Split the difference. No, I mean, uh, there's there's debris can hit you, and then you're floating in space forever. It's a risk Once I have again. To take. I was told this was a vacation. <laughs> We're not talking about complications. I, I never I said it was a, a vacation. Yeah. I said you're along for the ride. I'm imagining a hammock in either one of the situations, and I'm just <laughs> in there reading some books. And So, okay, you're going – you're taking either a submarine 
or a spaceship, knowing that there could be a possibility of complications for a year. I'm still knowing that there's a possibility. I'm still going spaceship because even if you get in your car, there's a chance of a complication. Yeah, you're right. Okay. But but you're you're like on the ground. I, I understand that. Yeah. Okay, but I don't think you understand that. No, I, I do. Because like you I'm could fall saying, from the sky. I'm just saying. Burning and crash and die. Okay. And same thing with the submarine. You can just keep going down and down. Yeah, you're right. Team spaceship. <laughs> Team spaceship all the way. I don't think. Right. You guys tell us what you think. Um, but <laughs> yeah, that was just a fun little question that I wanted to ask you guys. But tell us what you guys think in um, uh, the poll below. We want to thank Chris for joining on this crazy episode. So thank you so much for joining. We didn't really talk a lot about the game, but you know what? I don't care. Because guess what? The, the Penguins lost. So and we, we had fun. And we had fun, and that's all that matters, Josh. So, Chris, thank you again for joining and um hopefully the next time the the capitals play the penguins and you're on we could rub it in your face that the penguins uh won so you know that's what's going to happen it's going to be the third game the penguins are going to take it it's going to be all hockey talk the whole time that's what's going to happen that's true yeah that's because now yeah (laughs) we make the rules here bud (laughs) (laughs) when we win you should hear how long these episodes i mean they're like two hours long we're right. gonna go into exactly. each play every goal absolutely 100 <laughs> percent. dive into each shift yeah <laughs> did you see how crosby's left foot glided better than his right foot on a breakaway there yeah. that's how in depth we go but right. our next game is uh saturday january 28th at 7 p.m san jose struggling this year the sharks struggling but does that mean anything for our Penguins? Absolutely not. We will find a way to lose. Um, that is Saturday. We will have our episode after that. But thank you guys for listening to this one. Thank you for all you've done. Josh, where can they go? And uh, how can they find us? Uh, you can find this podcast wherever you listen to your favorite podcast, which hopefully is this one. But if not, and we're two or three, we're, we're right there with those other ones. So just come on over, search the Penguins Collective, subscribe, like, leave mm-hmm. a comment, leave a review, and press play. Listen to the episode. Nice. Very nice. Also, Twitter. Yeah. Lewis, Lewis live tweets the game at Pens Collective. So mm-hmm. uh, head on over there to uh, talk with mainly Louie, because I'm watching the game on my phone, so I can't tweet, but um, yes, so enjoy that conversation with him and his crazy hot takes and his crazy opinions, but yeah, uh, just want to echo Louie by saying thank you for always listening um, and engaging with us. Uh, thank you again to Chris for hopping on this uh, wild ride of an episode, uh, and Louis, as always, Let's go, Pens.